Hey, 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 everybody. Today I want to talk to you about not being a good fit. If something's not a good fit, you have to make a change. And sometimes that's really hard when we're talking about people on your team and when we're talking about your clients. But that's the nature of owning your own business. Sometimes it's not going to be a good fit. And that's what we're talking about today. So stick around. You're listening to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. Welcome to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. And now your host, Melissa Jakubovic. All right. It's not a good fit. How do you know? Well, let's talk about this for a minute as far as clients go. When you get on a discovery session with someone and you are talking about their issues, where they're feeling stuck or frustrated, and seeing if you have any solutions to help them achieve their goals. If you find that the conversation naturally leads to you inviting them to learn more about your package or your program, then you would naturally tell them about your program and eventually, hopefully, make a sale. A lot of times, people feel that because someone has booked a discovery session with you, it must end in a, in a sale or at least end in you telling them about your program. And the truth is, that is not the case. You get to handpick who you want to work with. So if you're getting a feeling on that call, like mm, maybe they're not the right fit, maybe they irritate me. Maybe I don't feel like they're driven enough to actually show up and do the work. Maybe they believe some things that would really cause me some anxiety. Then it's not a good fit. And so do yourselves a favor and do not invite people to join your program if you already know intuitively you get a feeling that it's not a good fit. Because what happens is when you sign on a client that's not a good fit, it's going to lead to a lot of issues down the road. They're either going to have problems paying you, they're going to resent you for putting them in a program that's not the right fit, they're either not going to, they might not show up and do the work, and then you're going to get frustrated, and the relationship that's there is going to slowly dwindle. And it's going to be like pulling teeth, dragging someone through the mud, through your program. And you don't want that. So just do yourselves a favor and know that the discovery session is an opportunity for them to interview you to see if you're a good coach or a healer for them. And also an opportunity for you to interview them to see if they're a good candidate to join your program. And if you feel the answer is no, do not offer your program. All right. So if it's not a good fit, just don't go there. And if you did go there and now you have a client that maybe didn't show her true colors at the beginning and you're only slowly now realizing it, you have on your hands a bad client and you are under no obligation to continue working with them. And yes, you can fire them as your client. And I've had to do this. I had to do this Um, many times, not many times, but enough times to say I've done this. There was a time where someone hired me to run parts of their social media and to strategize new ways of doing things. And they were like a little helicopter micromanaging the whole entire operation 
and would not accept the coaching and the strategy that my team and I were offering. And there was no way to alleviate this issue because no matter what we suggested, it was met with a no. So don't hire a strategist if you don't want the strategy. Don't hire a coach if you don't want to be coached. And when you find out that you have a client who did that, it's time to get rid of them. You've got to fire them as a client because no one will get any benefit out of keeping them on. So it's okay to fire your clients. Now let's talk about not being a good fit for your team. If let's say you hired someone onto your team and you're not sure if they're a good fit, then I want you to focus on a few things. First of all, do they produce bad work? Are they reaching deadlines or are they totally off from deadlines? If you say to someone, I need something by Friday and they don't give it to you by Friday and they don't give it to you by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're probably not a good fit. If someone says, I'm going to do this, 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 and you're expecting exceptional work and you get half done work, they're probably not a good fit. Now, you are the CEO, so you are in charge of your business, you are the final decision maker, and you get to decide what happens, when, where, how, all of that. If someone on your team is trying to step in that alpha position and step on your toes, this makes you feel uncomfortable, makes you feel like you can't stand up for what you believe in. This makes you feel like you cannot be the CEO in your business because someone else is trying to run the show. If that's happening, they are not a good fit. If someone on your team is super pushy to the point where you are irritated by having to deal with them, that is a sure sign that they are not a good fit. Also, if they're doing this to other people on the team and they're just not gelling well with the team, that could really hurt your company culture. And your company culture is one of the most important things that you want to hold dear to your heart and really protect. Because as soon as the company culture goes sour, your company is going to get hurt by that. It's going to be really hard to bring up the morale of a team that is slowly dwindling. It's much easier to keep the high morale of a team and maintain that. So if you let a bad apple into your team, it's going to negatively impact everyone on the team. And then everyone's not going to enjoy working and coming to work. And eventually they're going to leave the team. So you don't want to let one bad apple in that can hurt everyone. Are you tired of trying to figure things out on your own and then finding expensive solutions online? I've got just the thing for you. Check out all my business building and mindset kits. They're jam-packed with value. Starting at just $7, they'll help you take the actionable steps you need to get your business moving in the right direction. Visit learn.abundantstrategy.com to see the ever-growing collection of kits. Happy learning! So if you have personality conflicts within your team, it means that you have a mismatched team. And if you have a mismatched team, it's time to shake things up a little bit. Maybe you have to move someone from one department to another. Maybe you have to change the pairings that you have. If you know two people always work together and these other two people always work together, if there's a mismatch there, it's going to hurt everyone on that team. And you may just have to remove the one problem from the team. A long time ago, I worked in corporate. I worked in an insurance company. I only lasted six months. I hated it. It is not, <laughs> definitely not my style of work. Um, but I was trained by a lady who was there for several years. 
and she had zero patience, and she had a jealousy complex. She didn't really want to teach anyone else how to perform at her level because she felt they would exceed her and she would no longer be important. And when I got hired, I heard that I would be working under this woman and I'm like the fifth or sixth new hire that has come in and didn't last because of her. Well, her job was to train me and she would tell me half of the information. She would feel like she knew more than me and therefore didn't want to release any of that info. If I had questions, she was irritated. It was a hostile work environment. And it was a mismatched team. They did not want to get rid of her because she produced great work, but they could not keep a second person on because she refused to train anyone and she was the only one that had that information. And I left. And I left because it was horrible. I hated going to work. And my whole life, I believe that if something is not making you happy, you have to change it. So if you see that the people that work for you aren't happy, it's your responsibility to change that before they say, I'm just going to change this by leaving. Now, one problem that CEOs do often is we hold on too long. We hold on longer than we should. So if there are people that you know you need to let go but you haven't, I want you to re-examine why. Why are you still holding on to them? If you know that they should have been long gone, you're actually hurting yourself by not letting them go. And don't get too comfortable with people who demand things from you. If people are demanding things from you, it is a sign that they don't belong there. You don't have to accept that. If somebody demands something from me, they probably won't last on my team much longer. You can ask things of me. You could have conversations with me and communicate with me. But if you're demanding things from me, you've overstepped. And it doesn't work. Another way you know that it's not a good fit is if you feel uncomfortable saying anything. You, as the CEO, feel uncomfortable saying anything or it makes you feel out of place. You're the head of your business. Don't let anybody on your team or any clients make you feel out of place. If that's going on, then you know it's not a good fit. Now, you could look at these signs You can pick up some signs, you know, before it gets to this point. If you see that people are bored or they're disengaged or you get a sense, a feeling that, you know, they're not enjoying their work, you could let them go, but you could also bring that to their attention and find out. Because if you bring your intuitiveness to running your business and you are aware of what other people are feeling, it's actually refreshing. It's like, oh, you see me, you hear me. You understand that I have an issue. You picked up on it. Let's talk through it. And you can actually fix the issue. If you've given people on your team a list of things that they need to do, tasks and skills, and you see that time and time again they're coming up short, even with the feedback, like be patient, give them feedback, but if they're constantly screwing it up, it's just not a good fit. And if someone just flat out tells you, I'm not happy, this isn't working for me, That's your opportunity to have a conversation with them to see if maybe they'd be better in a different role within your team or if it's just time to part ways. So I want you to take away from this podcast episode that you are in control of the outcome of your business and you get to decide who you work with, both with your coworkers and your clients. And if it's not a good fit, 
There's no rule that says you have to keep things going just because. You get to make the decisions. And I want you to focus on yourself here and make the decisions that work for your best interest. Makes your company stronger, makes you feel more confident, and puts you and your needs at the top. Because you are the CEO at the end of the day, and you get to decide how you show up to work. And you want to feel happy. That's why you chose your own business. So I hope this helps, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast at www.marketingtipswithmelissa.com. Oh, wait, before you go, I've got a special invitation for you, so listen up. Join thousands of spiritual women, entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, and business owners in a cozy community to learn effective and aligned strategies to grow and scale your business through organic marketing and so much more. I'm inviting you to join my free community called the Spiritual Women Entrepreneurs to lift one another up in business, spirituality, finances, and emotional support. Visit spiritualwomenentrepreneurs.com. See you on the inside.